Coming up. Coming up is an interview I did on the Jeremy Callahan Show YouTube channel podcast where we talk about ASO, Apple features, and a ton of app growth hacking strategies. So watch this interview. Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast with the app man, Jeremy Callahan, where we talk about why apps are not a luxury item and are essential to your business success. I've been in the mobile industry for over 20 years, and the question I always get is to app or not to app. Definitely, you must app. Mobile apps can help your business reduce costs, increase leads, and reduce manpower. An app is not a luxury item. It's a necessity. So let's get started making you money. Welcome to the App or Not to App podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Callahan, where I talk about how apps are essential to your business success. I love giving tips, strategies, and introducing you to interesting people who have achieved success. And this week, I'm bringing you Steve P. Young. Steve is the creator of App Masters. And he has a plethora of content on his website. He's got a podcast, YouTube videos, an online course. And he does this thing called App Masters Connect, where he brings together experts in the app development, app marketing field, and he masterminds with them. And he's not just bringing experts together. He's an expert himself. He specializes in getting people featured in the app store. And we're going to talk about that. App store optimization. And the thing I love about your podcast, man, and your videos, is you get really good free information. He's an absolute natural teacher. And look at that smile. That's, that's what brings it, man. It's the lighting. The lighting well, helps. Welcome, Steve. How you doing? Thanks, Jeremy. That was an awesome intro. Thank you so much. Like, knowing a little bit more about Connect, like, I love the way you put that together. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, well... I mean, here's the thing from my podcast. I always want to say, welcome App Nation. Is that, is that your go-to? Yeah, what is up App Nation? What is up? I, I mean, I'm like, dude, I can't say that. That's his thing. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, great to have you on the uh, podcast today. Thanks so, for having me on. Cool. Um, give everybody a little bit of an idea of, um, you know, what you're all about and what your business actually does. Sure. So I started in the app space in 2011, decided I was doing this on the side doing, I was at a startup in San Francisco doing more of the growth marketing side of things. 2013, I loved podcasts and I was like, oh, I love the app space. I have this si small little side business in the app space. And I just kind of hit me one day. I was like, oh, I should just interview people in the app space that have made it and learn from them so that maybe the side business can turn into a full-blown business because I wanted to always be an entrepreneur. I used to sell, sell cassette tapes back when I was in elementary school. You know what I mean? So did that. Six months after starting the podcast, I interviewed the co-founder Shazam, Cross creator of Crossy Road, Color Switch, all the big names in the space. Through that, built up an audience and then started coming to me for app marketing help. And so after starting the podcast six months later, enough started coming that I ended up leaving that startup job to pursue this full-time. And so what I sort of focus on is helping app businesses and being their like chief marketing officer and figure out like what strategies work from an ASO, Apple feature perspective, different underpriced marketing campaigns is what I try to focus on. Right. So, 
Cool, man. And I noticed on your website, you have a lot of like free programs out there as well, as well as some paid programs. What, what can you tell everybody about those programs? Yeah. I mean, everything's pretty much, a lot of the stuff is free and I put the paid program together just to selfishly document everything that we do. Right. So if anything happens to me, shoot, it's all under App Masters Academy. This is my documentation for it. So it kind of serves as an SOP for some of my employees too. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I'd be able to just say, hey, guys, like if you want the inside scoop on and see like in a more structured manner, then that is App Masters Academy. It's a, it's a, month, it's a membership program that you can see with video courses that you can see everything that we do. But a lot of this free stuff and a lot of the really good stuff is already on YouTube for free. Yeah. So if you're able to follow all that stuff, it's pretty much. I would say like 80, 75% of it is already on YouTube and then it's just not structured, right? So unless you're like following along and kind of following all these little things, then great. But if you're not, then, you know, it's more structured under the academy. Cool. Yeah, I'm reading this uh, book by Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah, and he basically said, what's that? Yeah, the, whatever the newest mm-hmm. one is. Yeah, yeah. Crush it and now it's crushing, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and basically he, he said that just that, if you want to go and look for all the stuff, that I'm talking about, it's free, but I just put it into the book. So it's nice in a nice digestible format. So. Right. Kind of right. Idea. Um, cool, man. Um, where are you from, by the way? I'm in the Bay Area. So I grew up, but I was born in Burma, Myanmar. Came oh. to the Bay Area when I was six years old and been here ever since. Cool, cool. And so you had a corporate job before, right? So were you yeah. doing any like programming? What were you doing corporate-wise? So college life, just because you brought programming, yeah. I majored in business and minored in computer science. So I know a little bit of HTML and PHP. So when I first got started in the app space, I made my own apps. Like I learned how to program. I yeah. used Corona SDK and I learned how to program and launch my first apps. But in my corporate life, I've always done digital marketing. So online marketing, different growth hacking techniques. I mean, when I say growth hacker, people... I think when people talk about scraping, that's when you talk to a real growth hacker. It's like, oh, I get like, you scrape? Like, I love scraping. You know, like that stuff really fascinates me. So I've been able to put like different scripts together using Google Docs to scrape different like websites and get email addresses and cold email and do these type of tactics that, you know, like people might frown upon, but I I love like it's, it's something different, different marketing channels. Exactly. Hacking being the key term. Hacking is actually when people hear it nowadays, they like get excited about it. They're like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> right. Cool, man. So <laughs> what, what inspired you to like start the podcast and start making videos? I mean, it had to be like out of the comfort zone, right? Oh, Jeremy. Okay. You want the real honest truth? So yeah, for the podcast, I loved listening to podcasts. Right. And so I was like, I can think, I, can, I think I can do this. I've wanted to be secretly a game show host. I'm going to do that, Jeremy. I'm going to turn 40 in like a couple of years. And then in my forties, my goal is to become a game show host. But that's why I wanted to do the podcast. I was like, I wanted to always do it. I didn't know what I wanted to talk about because I didn't want to talk about general entrepreneurship. And then it hit me one day. It was like, oh, stupid, duh. Like you have an app business. Apps are growing. Just start a podcast on apps, dummy. And then I finally did that. Now the YouTube side, it was a very vain reason. I actually saw a friend of mine <laughs> and he was on YouTube and I was like, holy cow, he's doing a lot of YouTube content. He's like, yeah, it's the best decision ever. I'm like, he's not even that great on YouTube. I think I could do a little bit better than, on YouTube than him. So I was like, forget it. I'll do that. <laughs> wow. I'm not just going to sit here and be like, I could do better than that guy and not do it. I said, I think I could do better than him. I'm going to do it. And so I just started doing more YouTube. Did, did you find it hard to like, do it on a regular basis when you first started out? That's the hardest part is to try to do it on a regular basis. Podcasts I've sort of systemized 
Yeah. And so there's a good flow of guests. There's everything is structured, right? Everything, there's a process. With YouTube, I'm like, what do I talk about? What do I, you know, I don't want to be boring. This better be a good topic. And so figuring out which topics to talk about or just recording, that's been a little bit harder to systemize. I'm that's trying to figure that out too. Yeah. yeah. It's going on the same area. Um, cool, man. So I have a lot of like, let's call them noobs, new, new people that are in kind of the game. And I always it. tell people when, they come to me, they always ask, how much does it cost to develop an app? And I say, well, whatever it's going to cost, it's going to cost 100000 You need another 100000 for marketing. So let's get into your background and expertise in marketing. And, uh, sure. You know, like, what's, what, just at a high level, just tell people what ASO is and why it's so important. App Store SEO. So if you're looking for a channel where you don't constantly have to pay for downloads, ASO is a great channel for that. So essentially, just like what you would... St- what you would do on Google with SEO, you do this sort of the same tactics with ASO. And it's, and it's, um, and what kind of volume can you see from that? Like I know a lot of people search, actually search for apps in the app store. A lot of people don't know that, that people actually are searching for keywords in the app store. Right. I'm not going to give you these random stats that these ASO tools, because they obviously want you to do it. They get so through yeah, them, yeah. But, but like, you know, like 63% of downloads come through search, but most of those are branded terms. And so it's a kind of like, duh. What do you mean branded, like Delta Airlines or something? Yeah. Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah. Those yeah. are probably the most common search on keywords in the, but I think in terms of how much you can get, there are people doing millions of downloads a year. And maybe, maybe a month, I got to talk to my friend, but they're doing millions of downloads and millions of dollars in revenue purely on organic search. Okay. So just on search alone, right? I got a friend who runs a seven figure business and he's going to be at app masters connect and just on search alone. Right. And so that is the leverage what we work with clients. So like one client that is a recent case study, he was doing about 50 downloads a day Mm -hmm. organically. And you can do that with an iTunes connect. You can pull the downloads by search and we double that to a hundred plus downloads. My bigger name clients who are doing thousands a day, you know, we went like 10%. So that was like, I put right. this little ASO calculator, but that's like a hundred more downloads a day that we got from. That's about 3000 a, a month. And so it's like, you know, you, you start building it up. And so as you get more downloads a month, I think that percentage increase becomes smaller, but if you're doing like 10 to 20 to 30 or 50, doubling those downloads is pretty easy with ASO. Yeah. And are you mainly, um, just for the people out there listening, when we talk about ASO, it's mainly um, the title of the app, the description of the app, and then the um, the keywords. Are you also talking about um, the splash screens and the screenshots and stuff like that, or is that separate? Yeah. So I, I'll break it down for both, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you actionable tips. So from Google Play, you're going to focus on the app name, the app title, yeah. the short description, and then the long description. The two biggest impact that we've seen is just by optimizing the app name and the short description from mm-hmm. Google Play's perspective. On iOS, you have the app name, you have the subtitle, and then you have the description. What we've seen is we usually just optimize, or in the keywords field, yeah. right, where you have 100 characters. So we optimize all three, the app name, subtitle, and keywords. And then we've seen pretty good growth just using that. We don't touch the description too much. So right. you want to get those keywords right. All right. Secondly, after you've done that, you've optimized your name for actual search and downloads. Then you definitely want to look at your app icon, which is the first thing I look at, and then your screenshots. So one client, I said your screenshots, but ugly, dude. We got to change that. It looks like 2000 
eight, nine, where those boxy 3D screens were really cool. And so I was like, you got to stop that, man. Grow up. It's flat now. It's all about flat design. So yeah. we rede redesigned his app icon. And then on Google Play, you can A-B test, live A-B test. So he's doing pretty well on Google Play, thousands a day, right? So I was like, okay, let's A-B test live on there. And we increased his downloads by doing nothing else, Jeremy, nothing else. Just a new app icon by 50%. Awesome. That's I, I just, I just want to make sure everybody out there heard it because you said it kind of fast was you mentioned A-B testing. And one of the things you, you say, and I've heard you say it in your other videos, is that you have a listing in iTunes and you have a listing in Google Play. So you can do different things in both and actually see if one is having a bigger impact. Right. On Google Play, I'll slow down for you. On no, Google no. Play, you can live A-B test. So it's part of the Google Play. Oh, you can actually in the, in the app. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in the app store, it's a part of it. You can live A-B test your screenshots, your app. I think you can even do your app name and your short, mm -hmm. all that stuff. But definitely your screenshots and your app icon are very important to the test like conversion because you can get way, you can increase your conversion so you don't have to optimize your downloads. Like, I mean, keywords, all that is going to stay the same. But if you A-B test your app icon, you actually will see a lift in downloads. You might not, but if your icon isn't up to par, you, you will see a good lift. Right, right. And that's one of the things I love about you too, is that you, you actually, you're, you're, you're tracking it if something's actually going up or down, whereas most people are just like, they kind of get a feel for it. So yeah, that's yeah cool. thanks. Hey, um, cool. Let's switch gears a little bit. So I know one of the things um, you get, you get apps featured in the app store. What do you have? 13, 16 you've had now? Yeah. 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so just tell people kind of at a high level of like, what would it mean if you just had an app and it got featured in the app store? What would you, what would happen to your life? Sure. <laughs> well, you'd be, rolling, <laughs> you'd be rolling around in money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think from a downloads perspective, anywhere, if it's a game, six figure downloads, hundred thousand mm -hmm. plus. And then for non games, it would probably be in the, we've done like 50,000 a few times, 60,000. So it might reach high five figures, low six figures. So non-games are, you know, they don't do as well as games. How long, like, is that just one day? Is that a week? Oh yeah, good question. So usually about a week. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're seeing like what, 50,000 installs in a week for a non-game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, you know, for revenue perspective, obviously everything goes up, right? right. I, I can compare like one of my clients that I'm referring to right now, we did a bunch of different things. So we did product hunt, we did a pay to free campaign, we did a Twitter influencer campaign, and then we did an Apple feature. We got him an Apple feature. So we're able to do about a thousand on product hunt, 2000 using a Twitter campaign, 10,000, no, no, 12,000. Yeah. 12,000 doing the pay to free campaign. So this is for a meditation app mm -hmm. and then about 50,000 plus for an Apple feature and then pay to free and Apple feature. You saw an immediate increase in subscription revenue, like boom. Right? right. And so that's the impact. It's just not just the downloads impact. It's just when you get featured by Apple, people obviously believe that it's a good app because Apple's featuring it, their editorial, and then they're obviously going to subscribe a little bit more than usual. Yeah. And obviously you got to, you got to pay and do the legwork to get featured in there. But I mean, the, the return on your dollars has got to be substantial if you get to that level. Yeah, it's hard. But once it, it, I, the way I feel about it is it's hard, but 
if you put in the work, it will happen. And so if you're trying to do PR versus an Apple feature, which both are very much editorial, mm -hmm. then go for the Apple feature because the PR might not get you the downloads that you're looking for, whereas an Apple feature will. And they're very similar in that you have to tell a good story, you have to build a good product, and then you have to hopefully get somebody on the editorial team to say yes. Right, right. And so if, if somebody comes to you and they want to start this process of trying to get featured, um, when do they start? They're, they're not going to start once the app's live, right? You want when's the ideal time to start this process? For games, generally, I say start it before you launch. So Apple will ask for if you go to. I'll give you two tactical tips here. Apple, Google has this too. Although you have to do some googling around, but Apple has this website called AppStore.com/promote. And it's just this huge form. It's a generic form. Actually, does work. People have watched my YouTube videos and gotten featured by just filling out that form. You want to fill out that form. They on that form it says six to eight weeks. So if you're a game, one of the games we got featured in November of 2017, it was Game of the Day. We pitched them six weeks before we're about to launch. Now, Jeremy, the game was ready. It was ready. We could have made it live the next day. It's already approved in the App Store. The developer was very patient with me. I said, look, this is a new process. They're asking for six weeks. So let's give them the six weeks. Okay. So he said, all right, cool. Boom. Six weeks later, we're going to launch. So you got to fill out that form. If you're a game, you want to do it before you launch. Because I don't see too many games being featured that aren't brand new. All right. That's the only reason. This is my gut saying it, not anything else. For non-games, I don't think it's as important. Right. You can get featured any time you want. That meditation app, we, he was out years, years before we started working together, we were able to get it featured. So when there's a significant update or something's new, you're able to get that featured. And our latest app that was featured this last month, January 2018, it was a non-game and we got it featured. It wasn't we did pitch them before we're about to launch, but it's not necessary. Right. Right. No, that's cool. And I I I dig what you're doing. It's really awesome. Um so obviously you work with clients, you have, you know, ASO, the app store features, are, are those kind of the two main things you, you sell to clients? What, what do you, do you have other stuff as well? No, we, in 2018, we started rebranding because I didn't want to be known as just these tactical things. As we started to see success stories develop, even when they didn't use us. So one client, we said, Hey, you know, do you have a recommendation for this? for Snapchat. And I was like, yeah, go check out these guys. And they've done phenomenally well on that. So we've sort of rebranded to be more of a chief marketing officer role where yeah. we just help clients with what we do best, but also consulting them to see what their, the right strategy is for them. Cool. And do you do anything like, um, like before I'm launching an app, like maybe two months before, do you help out with like social media and stuff like that? Can you do campaigns to get more followers or stuff or, or interest, I should say. Before <laughs> no, I don't execute on that. I don't yeah. execute, but I, I can tell you. That's what I feel like I'm good at, Jeremy. Like, I'll be like, yeah, you want to grow your Instagram following? You should check out these guys because I've yeah. used something similar or I've heard from these other people. And I'll just be honest. Like, I heard these guys were pretty good. We might want to check them out. So it's like being the marketing space, we have all this knowledge. And then yeah. it's just being able to figure out which app and what, marketing channel makes sense for the type of app that you have. Yeah. I saw a, an app and it was like, it, it, it was like text. Um, basically it sends you a positive text every day. I forget the name of it right offhand. And I looked it up and like, I actually looked at their Twitter and their Instagram about a year before they launched. And like, they were, they were starting these challenges like, Hey, a 10 day challenge, you know, send your 
a family member a positive message. And then the next day it would be like, send somebody that hates you a positive message. And it was like these challenges. And they were getting like, they had a couple hundred thousand users when they, like on all the social channels when they launched. I was like, geez, pretty good idea. I love that story because I say this sometimes to people who want to, who don't have an app yet or they're making an app. I'm yeah. like, do you really need this to be an app? Because you probably don't, right? You're, you yeah. can test that idea on social media, right? And they did. They're like, hey, let's try this. Maybe this will work. Maybe there would, it wouldn't, but I'm going to easily test this. Okay, let me put some challenges together. Let me do this. Oh, it's picking up steam. Okay, this would work really well as an app because it, obviously it makes sense. We get a text message or we see a little push notification and it's positive messaging. It's like, all right, there's something here. There's ways to like sort of validate your idea without yeah. actually building an app first and foremost. Yeah, I'll just pile onto that. Like it's, yeah. it's like prototyping. People come, they go, what's the first step in developing an app? And I say prototyping. And they go, oh, cool. Well, how can I prototype? And I was like, well, back up. There's a lot of ways you could, what are you going to test first? What are you actually assuming? Like, well, that all the real estate agents will use this app. I'm like, well, how are we going to make a prototype that could actually test that assumption? Yeah. And then, you know, you, you hear crickets, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're the expert, Jeremy. You're supposed to tell me. <laughs> I got, well, I'm like, hey, we, we got to find out if there's a market. I don't want right. to take your money, but right. I want to take your money if it's not going to work. It's kind of a waste for everybody. Yeah, I like that. I like that cool. approach. So, um, the last thing I want to talk to you about is is this networking, man. I think you're crushing it over there with the uh, what is it, App Masters Connect? You're calling it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, tell us about you know what was the nexus of that idea and what you've seen kind of come out of that. The nexus of the idea was so I got I left my startup job because I joined a mastermind. I would say it's prim the primary reason because what happened was I joined in 2013 July. And I noticed in that mastermind, it was just a lot of people like me who've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't just pull the trigger for some reason, right? And I started noticing people in that Facebook group saying, hey guys, I just set a date to leave. I said, I told my boss I'm going to leave. And that gave me the energy to be like, I can do this. Like, I think I could do this. So I met some really great people in there. So I've always believed in the mastermind idea. So I even launched my own mastermind because I loved it so much in the app space. Yeah. Right when I was leaving, I was like, hey guys, I'm just looking for 10. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to really help each other grow. So I've always been a big believer in this. Now in about 2015, I decided a few mastermind members were going to be in town in San Francisco, the Bay Area. So I was like, hey, I got an idea. Got, you know, like we're all around here. Why don't we just set a day? We'll go to somebody's house and then we'll do this format, this mastermind format. Yeah. We'll talk about our businesses and we'll help each other out. So we had about six people there. And we did it. And I was like, dude, this is great. Like, and I remember like that day, I was just thinking back. And then we did it again, 2016. I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I started thinking like, this is so great. Like, can I build this? And can I build an event around this where this is the focal thing? And so I said, let's try it. Right. <laughs> and I did it in 2016. Did it and went, it was like horrible, like really bad. Jeremy, like, <laughs> I had one of my speakers there who I asked again in 2017. She's like, oh, that party, you shouldn't go that. It was just a drunken party with a bunch of people and people getting into the pool. Like it was just a hot mess, right? And I did it with a partner. We kind of rushed it. But in 2017, I said, F it, I'm going to try again. I'm going to do this all on my own. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And so day one, we have speakers and we're breaking the ice. So every person that attends or even speaks going to get up there, talk about your businesses, talk about your favorite failures. These three questions that I throw up for everybody, yeah. just so we can break the ice and get to know each other behind the business in a way, right? Who's the man behind the business? Who's the woman behind the business? So everybody does that day one. I'm going to break the ice. I'm going to play games. That's what's happening in LA. I've got somebody who's going to organize a little game for us too at the end of the day. And the day two 
is all this mastermind format that I used to do with my friends in a more structured and formatted way. Because what I've learned from doing those small little things is people will talk on if you let them talk on forever. So I have a time limit for every single person, five minutes for this, 15 minutes for that, seven minutes for everybody. So I want to make sure even the shy people have a chance to talk. So it's all structured and then just goes boom, boom, boom. And it's all there just to, and I called it connect because it is really so that everybody who comes there can make meaningful relationships and then help each other out. And so we've seen some pretty good results. People have been keeping in touch, build real friendships out of it. And I hope to continue this, even though it's a pain in the butt to organize and get going. Well, dude, I, I, I was trying to go to the one that was in Santa, Santa Cruz. Yeah, I and remember. We, we ended up launching an app that week. They pushed our launch a week and I was like, man. I was looking forward to seeing you, man. Dude, I was sad. I, thanks for refunding me, by the way. Yeah, of course. I felt bad asking, but I was like, dude, I, I didn't even need to be there during that launch in hindsight. I know if I wasn't there, it would have exploded. So I was like, I got to do it. And I would have gave you a uh, refund regardless. Yeah. Yeah, man. And for anybody out there listening right now, just, just pay attention to that part. You may not be in the app space or app development or marketing, but if you're looking to expand your network, that's a great idea, man, to actually just, you know, start small with a little mastermind group and then expand it out. You know, it's a good way to get known to your peers as opposed to like just the general population. Only. So why'd you start the podcast, Jeremy? Well, basically to get, get more information out there, you know, to help people out. A lot of people were asking me about apps. I had um, a couple years back, I actually made a course, like how to turn your idea into an app. And I was teaching it at general assembly. Oh yeah. Nice. So it was for non-developers. It was just like, Hey, if you have an idea, here's all the steps you need to do to, hire a developer, get a style template, all the different things. And nothing really ever became of it, but it was always a good idea. And, you know, I just have a lot of expertise that I want to share with people. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, I'm, I'm in business for myself like you. It doesn't hurt to have people know who you are. And um, I was telling my friend he's a painter because actually this is a reason I actually started it. He came to my house and I just got my house painted. He goes, well, why didn't you call me? And I said, dude, I haven't talked to you in four years. And I did when I needed a painter, I didn't even think of you. And I said, if you would have just called me every now and then, or if I would have still been talking to you, I would have been like, oh, Mark, you can paint your house. And I was like, God, I wonder if I'm losing business that way by people just not knowing what I'm doing. That's a great point. That's and once point. I started putting videos up of just saying I'm an app developer, like I was surprised at how many people don't even know what I did that like are close to me. They're like, right. oh, Jeremy has a job. He does something. But. <laughs> Seems successful. <laughs> so, hey, man. Um, so I'm going to wrap up today. Um, really pleasure having you on the show today. Tell people where they can find you and get a hold of you if they want to get some more expertise. Yeah, it's at masters.co. And hopefully by the time we have the .com, so you can do .com. I'm sure it'll redirect to .co, but it's at masters.co. Cool. And if you search for you, it's Steve P. Young. Don't forget. Thanks for P. pointing that out. Bro. Yeah. Because I have a friend named Stephen Young who sends me, he's a real estate guy, and he sent me an email. <laughs> he's PHN, Stephen, but I'm like, oh, whenever I see these emails come through. <laughs> but cool, man. We're both, uh, like, we're both in the Bay Area too, right? Yeah, no, well, he's in Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, man. Thanks for having, having uh, coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it.